when I look at my mat, every time I step my foot onto my mat, I look at it as a blank slate, right? Like I can create anything on this mat that I want with that feeling. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Suzanne Chu is my guest, studio owner in Ocean City, New Jersey. So before I get into Suzanne's yoga practice and how we met, I want to take a moment and firstly thank all of you that have took the time to listen to the release of season one and the last seven episodes from last month. I've worked really hard the last year putting all of these podcasts together and having all of your support by listening, rating, reviewing Talking Yoga means so much. Just recently got back from a trip to Dubai and the Maldives. My wife and I had our honeymoon on one of the many islands of the beautiful country of Maldives. There were a lot of great moments and tons of great yoga we got to do. So one big shout out to Zoga Yoga in Dubai. There's no affiliation with the studio. We just really enjoyed our class. So if you know someone visiting or even living in Dubai, you might want to check out Zoga in the city of Dubai. They have an amazing juice bar in their space, great yoga classes, and they're minutes walking from the Burj Khalifa Palace downtown Dubai area, which is great because most of the other areas is not very easy to walk around and travel. Zoga Dubai, one word on Instagram. Also, I've tagged on my Instagram at Yoga with Joe if you want to look and check out the other great world of Zoga Yoga Dubai. We also took some yoga classes the days we were in the Maldives, which was some of the best moments of the travels. Everything was fantastic. Powerful sunsets by the water, seeing beautiful sunrises and practicing yoga on the deck, spending long days of time together, walking by the water, sleeping by the water. So after the big wonderful trip for us, we spent some great time with both of our families and some friends in New York, which was so wonderful this time. And I practiced taught and podcast at one of my favorite places in the Ocean City, New Jersey area, Yoga Ginger. In 2015, I met Suzanne, who just opened her studio right in the heart of the Ocean City downtown area at 717 Asbury Street. We've gotten to work together nicely since then, and we co-taught a class this year, which was a lot of fun. It was wonderful to sit down with Suzanne after one of the classes that I taught and hear her full yoga story. If you're looking to deepen your practice, and I really think this is a good one, Suzanne's yoga practice is strong, inspiring, and she, she gives some great advice about yoga practicing on the mat. So here it is, everybody, straight from the Yoga Ginger in downtown OCNJ. Here it is, Suzanne Chu. Suzanne Chu. Yeah. And that's your what that's your husband. That's my husband, right? And he's not he's Italian. Which is incredible. I mean his dad. His mom's Italian and it's funny, all Italian. And her name maiden name was Rice. Mm-hmm. But it was changed from when they came over from Italy. Yeah. So it was like Rosary or whatever it was, and then it got changed to rice. But I always get, I always crack up because I'm like a rice married to chew. <laughs> so we sound so Asian. Like it's like, and Jason, there's a lot of Jason Chews that are Asian. 
And there's also Suzanne Chews that are Asian, like Suzanne Wang, Suzanne Fu, Suzanne. So they hear Suzanne Chu, everyone's like, well, is she Asian? Yeah. No. But, so. Yeah. Well, Suzanne, Mm -hmm. um, thank you for letting me teach you. Yeah. So three years ago, um, I came to Ocean City, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've been coming here for a few years before that, and finally, like, I found a studio to, like, connect with and uh, practice at. And I took your class, and um, we kind of developed this relationship that continued, mm-hmm. and I've been coming back um, every every year after that, which I feel honored, and thank you. Yeah. Um, and I just taught a class today, and that's my introduction of how I met you, but I want to start with today and ask you, I was jumping right into okay. this, who are you today? Today. Well, today I consider myself... Um, not only just a a mother um two beautiful girls mm-hmm. um a a wife um to my soulmate um but I'm also um my own person I always felt growing up and you know no matter when you get married or when you um you know have a family you still want to have your own identity um and so today I'm a yoga teacher um, that has a amazing following. I feel like I have a great group of locals, summer locals, um, that come here to Yoga Ginger um, and practice, share their amazing practice with me. And um, I love to share my practice with them and when they come and say that they, you know, liked class or that they got something out of it, um, it's the most amazing feeling to give someone that gift, you know? So, um, so you ask who I am today. I feel like I'm all those things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, a yoga teacher, a wife, a mother, um, friends. Um, I love being involved in the community, getting people involved and, um, I guess a girl who had a dream and it took off. Right on. So. Those are all beautiful things too. Yeah. But you have a very strong practice too, um, which I've noticed. And if anyone sees your videos that are <laughs> on Instagram, that they'll, you know, notice right Aww. away. Um, how did your practice with yoga, where did it begin? Okay. Where were you um, maybe physically and maybe mentally, too, when you started yoga? So, um, cats could be a little long, but... No, perfect. I, this is that okay, point. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, I, growing up, I was always a dancer, okay? So, um, I was trained in ballet, modern, um, jazz, tap, everything. Mm. And, and what age was this? So, this was probably when I was four, started. So that's really four, young. Yeah, really young, right? What, what age do like kids start like walking? That's only like a few, a few years right, before a few that, year, right? And you're dancing. So, so you're dancing. So that I, um, I love to dance. I loved, um, I love to be able to be on stage, I guess, and be somebody that I wasn't. I'm not normally, um, and the feeling when like the audience is like you know so excited that you know they're like, well, who is this person? Da da da. Um, and that made me feel alive. The music, the captivate the audience, like all of that just was always, I guess, 
in me. I don't know. Yeah, and um, the performance of it too. Yeah, the performance of it. Yeah, and I just felt alive, you know, with all of that. So um, when I stopped, and I was in a pretty intense um, dance company growing up, and um, studied at Central Pennsylvania Ballet, studied in Vermont, all that kind of stuff. So I got scholarships going to school for dance. Um, but one in particular, I was in Indiana, in Indiana, University, University of Indiana. And I was so excited that I got in, but it was very, very intense. And I felt like I've done that so much. I wanted to see what else is out there. Mm. So going to University of South Carolina, which is where I went to school. Really yeah, that's where I went to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, and that's how I met all my friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were talking about before. <laughs> um, so I, I loved it. And I danced, but not as intense. So skipping through all that, um, you know, studied um, education and English was my major English with a minor elementary education. And then I took all these other jobs that had nothing to do with education, right? Or English at the time. So getting back to, um, I started doing yoga, I guess, probably still, I guess when I was dancing too. And then getting deeply involved in it was when I was pregnant with my first child, Kaya, who is now going to be nine. Um, so I had to stop running and I was really getting involved with doing more yoga with her, I guess. At the time, I knew what, what I was having inside. So, and I was like, wow, you know, I really like this. I feel like a really connect, a really deep, deep connection with yoga and sharing this with, you know, my soon-to-be child. Yeah. And my husband was practicing with me as well. So was he um, practicing he yoga was. before? As no, well? like not he, before. No, at the so same. Started at the same. Started the same time. Well, I pra- I guess I started before that. I guess with dance a little bit. Right. With dance, but really getting involved with it, and he was like, "Oh, that stuff feels good." Blah blah. blah. So um, after Kaya was born, I went to mommy and me classes, and I loved it. Here's where my education came in: teaching kids. Um, practicing, moving, feeling alive again in that way. Right. You know, that dance always made me feel. Um, but it wasn't for anybody else. It was for me. Mm. And that's something so important is doing something, sharing something, practicing something that is for you, not for anybody else, not because someone else is telling you to do something, but really for you. So, um, I decided to go get certified, and I went to a place um, locally. It was in Margate. Well, at the time, it was in Linwood, and then I think I moved to Margate. Um, it was all in New Jersey. In New Jersey. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't enough. I wanted more. So I um, was out in Costa Rica several times, even before I got certified. And that's where I think I took one of my other classes was, I'm trying to think if I go back and forth, which is with Marielle, who was in Costa Rica and Tamarindo. And I fell in love with her teaching and her practice. She's very deep, very deep in Hatha yoga too, um, vinyasa, um, and Ashtanga. So she was amazing. So every time I would go, we would go to Costa Rica once a year, every year for, I'm trying to think how many years. It's like, probably like, four or five years and every year I would go I would study more with Marielle 
and even through the computer study with her and like so it was really deep with all her online and all like online with her and, and videos and stuff she was like amazing to me so um I got certified I mean work with her and she like broke down my hours and everything I was doing and then when I decided to um teach and I thought I was ready to teach which is cool because, you know, you know, kind of went around and you made your ways. And, you know, and then I decided to, I was working for the Ocean City Community Center for a little bit, which is a local community center. And then a lot of the students there, I was like, Suzanne, why don't you come up like start your own thing? So I called it Sunday Homes in the beginning because I was going to their homes and teaching. And they said, let's open up. And I said, the person that opens up their home gets free yoga. So they couldn't, it was, they would all alternate and it became, I mean, I had, you know, it was starting with 10 to 15 to 20 people. And eventually they're like, Susie, we think, we think you should open up your place. Like you have to do it. And they're like, come on, you know, we believe in you. And I remember sitting down and talking with three people in particular. And it was Paul and Sandy who live around the corner and, um, and Vicki, Lisa. And we sat there and talked and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. So, um, I was looking around, but I was trying to get pregnant for my second child. So I was like, you know, it's not the right timing yet. I didn't want to open something up and be pregnant still. You know, I wanted to wait. So after I had my first child, Cove, I mean, my second child, Cove, I'm sorry, second <laughs> child now. I'm like going backwards. So Cove, that's when, um, and I opened up Yoga Ginger LLC in 2010. So I had an LSO. That's why when I did these Sunday homes and everything, I still wanted to have like my business, but it wasn't a, a building. So I had an LSA. But then when I came and I was looking at spots and I'm all about the right time, the right time for things. I just feel like the right time, the right space. I'm always, always referring to that feeling, that feeling, that feeling. So when I was walking by here. I've known this building, which I'm in now, 717 Asbury, which was August Hart before. What was it? August Hart, oh. which is next door now. Okay. Kim. I've known Kim since I was a child. And I always loved being in here. And I always loved the windows. It was like that old city feeling, like the windows, the building. Um, it was very homey. I didn't want some, like, brand new place. I wanted something that had character, right. that had cracks in it, that, like, stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so um, she was moving next door, and she said, Suzanne, listen, this is going to be for a lease why don't you do it? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. So geez, my husband put the floor in, we painted the walls, the kids all helped. Um, so it was 2014 is when I opened it, April, April, 2014. And, um, it was amazing. Like ever since then, I mean, just having like, you know, my husband help and, um, the kids. And I felt like it was a true family thing, you know? Um, and the only thing that bothered me at the time was the address, because it was 717. And I'm like, 15, I'm like, 15 is my favorite number. <laughs> my birthday is 115, my house address is 115. Like, I'm always big on numbers. But when you add 7 and 7 is 14 and 1 makes 15, I was like, you've got to be kidding. It like, clicked. it all clicked. It all was meant to be. Right. So and it's almost um, like a different perspective. You were looking at it too, right? Like right. You were searching for. I was searching five. for five. Yeah. And then right, exactly. And then when you kind of clear everything, right. and then look at a different perspective, and I love that way how you said that. And I'm like, wait a minute, and I'm writing it down, and I'm like, oh my 
done. Like it's 15. I couldn't believe it. So, um, so I'm like, this is just, this was it. And it's been amazing. Like there's not a day that I never want to come and teach. Mm. Um, the summer's crazy busy. The off season is sweet and I have my amazing locals. Um, and we're in like the heart of of Ocean City. Yeah, the heart of Ocean City. Right. Right. The heart of Ocean City downtown. Like this is the coolest spot. And I I love it. You know, having this um, recorded on a podcast, want to tell everyone to come to Ocean City. But then I'm like, wait, um, just pause for a moment because there's other cities by the ocean too because it's so cool. Um, But it's a really um, special place, right? I love it. I absolutely. And I don't know, did you mention where originally are you from? So originally, so I'm originally from Violin, New Jersey, which is about 40 minutes away. 35, 40 minutes, but we always vacationed here every summer. My grandparents, yes, my okay. grandparents had several homes here. Um, we rent, and then we rented several homes here um, in the summer to like my family. Um, but all of my whole life since I was a child, like probably four or five years old, every summer was Ocean City. Um, so this is where my summers were always, you know, here. And then um, that's where my husband. And of course, he wanted to come back to Ocean City. Mm. Um, he's to be, he loves being by the water too, and it's a great family town. It's small; everyone knows each other, especially in the, in the off season. Right. It's great to raise a family and um, our the community, and that's something that's really important. Is our community here is amazing. I know I use that word a lot, but it is. It's just people really try to pull together. And help each other out um, and support one another. And, and I think that's what it's you about. You probably have a pretty unique community um, at Yoga Ginger, too, yes. because and you have um, the Ocean City residents that mm-hmm. are here all year round. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's that like where you have a lot of um, people visiting, like myself, yes. every. Yes, so I have um, a great amount of, I, sell, I call like summer, summer locals that have yeah. a house or they rent all summer long or they come here and they come every year. Um, which is neat. And I love seeing that. I mean, I have people since I started and this is now my fourth summer. So having them come again, having them call when I do package deals and then mail it out to them and, you know, um, it's really cool. And to see them, to see them progress each year, grow. I mean, when they walk in the door, they see me and that's what I love. I love that mom and pop feel. Mm. Um, I want to know my students. I don't want to have like a random teacher being here and then they teach them, they leave. Like I want to know about each person, um, you know, if they're, if they were sick or if they have an injury or, and they, and they even call me saying, I can't make it to class today. And I'm like, it's okay guys. Like I know you have a life outside of yoga too, you That's know, really but they're like, and it's so nice. Like I yeah. love that connection, you know, or, um, I'm never one to like call and say, hi, I haven't seen you in a while, but with a certain group, I feel like, I can because it's not just a a teacher student relationship. It's more. I mean, I have you know students share that they're grandparents now, or that you know their kids are graduating high school or college. I mean, and with me, they know I'm just an open book. I mean, mm-hmm. I share everything with them. I mean, literally, like you know, I'm like, for example, I mean, the schools are all closed, so that I'm like, you know, I have to leave like 15 minutes early because my child has a show I want to get to. And they're like, of course, oh my gosh, like, you know, take the day off. And I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, we'll schedule it for a different day instead. We'll meet or, 
and they all know I go way over anyway in all my classes. And so uh-huh. I'm like, oh, the next yeah. time I'll do like an hour and, you know, 45 minutes this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I think that is so nice to be able to um, share with them these, you know, and that's important. I think that's so important in, in, in owning a business too, is that sure. when they walk in, they know what they're going to get. And, and if like, if I have like a new teacher coming, for example, teaching for the day, like I explain like who he is, like who you, like who you were, for example, and it's a treat for them. It is a treat to have somebody else, you know? I mean, I enjoy it just as much as they, as they do. So, um, and they see you come back every year and teach is really cool, you know? And then they'll get to know Joe's coming back again. And it's that, that, again, that mom and pop, like I call that feeling, that feeling of community, that feeling of pulling together that, um, um, excitement. So yeah, plays a big part in it. Well, I will say like when I walk through the doors and every time like you radiate like positivity, (laughs) like you truly radiate good energy. And, um, you said before, like you love what you do. I do. And, um, I mean, I'm fortunate as well to say like the same thing, Mm -hmm. like at a lot of teaching yoga, Mm -hmm. um, at what point when you were practicing yoga, did it click in you? I know you were you, you had education before. Yes. And did you teach dance at all too? I didn't teach like I mean teach dance um, to students at all. No, I mean I would or yoga um, specifically too. Like when did it transition and knew oh, yeah, that you yeah, wanted yeah. to teach yoga? Oh yes. Yeah. So um, when that's right, I'm going to skip that part. So when I after. I guess after I had co, I mean, after I had Kai, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I, I just, I had this feeling, but it was like, so I taught all different places, all different studios, I mean, local studios, community center, people's homes. And then I thought, you know what? It's something I want to open up on my own. Like, this is like, mm. you know, and I had, I had a people behind me that said, Suzanne, like, you have to do this. Like my local people, we want to come and practice with you. And, mm. and that, that's an amazing feeling. And I always feel like, you know what? And I said, and I said, every, I said to everyone, I mean, even like teachers that I practice locally with, um, you know, I'm an open book. I share everything with everyone. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to try it because if I try and I fail, at least I know that I did it. And if I try and I succeed, then it's, it's, it's awesome. Like either way, you know, and I just feel like you have to, if you believe in yourself and you have others believing in you, then you have to do it. And especially if it's something that you like have a passion for. And, um, and I feel like if you do have a passion for it, it's going to happen in some way or another, it just, it just will. Um, so, you know, just one step at a time, you know, I know people say timing, you know, sometimes timing is on everything, but in this case, I felt like, it was and it needed to be because, um, and I am fortunate, like I said, to, to, like I said, have the, have people support me and I do get to make the schedule also what's important to my family and my family too. And that's like right now, like I, you know, my kid, like my one little one was still in, uh, preschool. So I didn't want to, I still wanted to spend time with her. You know what I mean? You only get, you only get that once. Like that's important. You don't get those memories and those moments back. So now that they're going to be, now the younger ones, you mentioned full day in school, I'll have more time, you know, too. So, um, 
And like, again, I'm an open book. People will say, well, you know, do you have any special more evening classes or early, early morning? And I'm, I'm like, you know, it's all about balance for my family and I. Like, you know, my husband has to have time to work out. You know, he's a real, likes to work out too. And I would never want to be selfish and be like, well, I have to have all these morning classes because early, early morning, say per se. Um, because then I'm not allowing him to shine and do something that he loves too. I think I have, I think there's always has to be a balance in, in family life, in work life, um, in, in everything. And I know that's something that I know that I really, and my husband, and I really strive to do is always have that balance. And I think we do a pretty good job. I really do. Yeah. It's, and it's I'm great. sure maybe it's not easy. Right. Um, a right. lot of the times going down that path, right. trying to achieve balance. Right, and it's not, it's not always, it's definitely, I mean, not always easy, but I feel like if you, um, you know, within family, like, really respect each other in that way and know that, like, when I did this, I was like, you know, as long as it doesn't, like, interfere with, like, our family, as long as this is, I don't want to, like, go overboard with something, um, but... And he's like, no, no, you know, let's do it according to the hours. And, you know, and he helps me out if I need, like, the kids get picked up or, you know, and because his, his I mean, he's a local here, too. So that's really nice. And um, so I do feel, like, blessed and lucky yeah. that way. I know? know, and I'm sure that you're inspiring so many people oh. um, because, like you said, you are a mom, a husband, um, and besides a, a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. you're the owner of this space here. Yes. So you're everything what's been the most challenging part of the journey and maybe someone listening to this that's like you know looking to go down that path right what's some advice that you can offer to them that you've learned um one thing i would definitely say is and i really stuck and stayed true to this and i still stay true to this this day is start small like, have your plan. Like, we talked about a vision board before and everything. Mm-hmm. I literally wrote everything out. Um, don't feel like you have to, you know, fill every single class. I mean, everything, every single time. Don't feel like you have to have three, you know, um, or four classes a day, for example. Start small. If you have number of people coming that day and that's the time that you feel like, and also know your market. Every, every plate, every, every place is different you know like in New York you can have class every time every hour of the day and there's going to be people you know um so not necessarily like the the market the audience of like of where you are right right the timing the timing yeah that's very important because for other um for other things like you know knowing your audience Mm -hmm. is always important but I always look back and say well yoga it's you know, our market is just humans, people, right? Right. Because right. it's for everybody, right. so it's right. kind of hard. Right, but, but at the same time, like, I just know um, we live, like, for here, Ocean City, it's a big um, retirement, too, in the off-season mm, yeah. community. Um, and, you know, you, I just know, like, those hours of when people want to practice and when they're either, like, early, early or, like, in the morning or they, like, not real late. But not too early before, it did. like you know. And then I also know the people that come and, and practice with me, and I and I know it changes too with their kids and what you know. And they're like, "Soon we can't get the class because our kid you know has soccer or dance, or we got to take them." And then they get all upset about it, you know. So it is hard. Um, but the thing is, start start small. Like 
pick, I mean, if as a business, pick what works for you, you know, and your family, everybody's different. Every situation is different. And that's really important to, 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 um, tune into, you know, so, um, communication's huge. You know, if you're, if you have, you're married, you have a spouse, communication's very, very, um, um, you have to communicate. You have to, you know, tell like, we you know, this is the time is we're going to do this. This is what works. Um, because you know, it, it just is. And I feel like it just works if you, if you communicate, I mean, you know, in, in life and in general. So I think that's, that's um, very important. Um, don't get overwhelmed and that can be very easy with things, you know, and how I run it is very old fashioned. I mean, you know, I'm not on the computer with taking the mind body because to me that creates for me personally, because it's only me that creates more. I have to go to the computer. I have to look, you know, it's what you see is what you get. They come, I have my little old fashioned cards. I check them off. I like the feeling of the paper. I like the right. feeling of the pen. I love all that. Um, I like to see the people. I have to go back and be like, wow, look what they've like look at all the classes that they've taken. Like that's important, you know. And it works. And right? it, works. it works for you. It works for me. We, we got to talk more about that. Yeah. Are you um? Well, is that something that you are looking to stay, or is that changing as technology changes? Um, and that can be a whole other thing. Yeah. Right? You know what? I like that the system <laughs> works. I have yeah. to get a, their bigger box. I'm thinking, yeah. you know, or um. Cause I keep all the cards, not all in there. I mean, I move them out, but I still keep, I mean, I have everyone's card from every single year. Um, but I think that's, um, it works because like I said, going on, I mean, I mean, for me example, I've gone on and I've tried to sign up and then it kicks me out. You have to put a password in. I'm like, I just want to go to class. Like, I just want to go, I'm getting worked up before I go to a yoga class. Right. Like I'm on vacation. I just want to show up. Or, or call, you know, if I have to call a reserve spot. But, and I tell people, listen, you know, I, might, I can fit about 42 people, which I've had several, a few times. I don't like that many people, to be honest, because I like to have more space. But the holiday weekends, and people love it. They love, I mean, they want to come in the back. I'm like, you want to practice in the back? Really? Like, they're like, we don't care. You know, I'm like, okay. Out in the space? Yeah, so I had like four people. No, here. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. you can't see, you know. I so, but it's. You know, for them, they, they, they like that. They like the hype of it. They love that closeness. Um, the community. The community. And it's it's really cool. I mean, you know, but at the same time, like, when you do get, like, a nice, like, more space, I'm like, oh, we can move our arms now up and down, you know, either way. But I love the, t I, I love it all. Like, all the seasons change. I love all the seasons here. You know, whether I'm teaching four people, whether I'm teaching two people for that day. It's like your practice builds and, um, and they learn something new and they feel like they're getting even more, you know, attention with a smaller group, um, versus a bigger group, but they group, you have that energy. So it's just, it's different. I feel like we have to, we, we adapt to change just as much as they adapt to change, you know, coming into a studio, um, the teacher, the teacher adapts yeah. to it as well as the students, the students for sure. So as well as life. You know, we all, we all, everything changes, you know, not, nothing's permanent. We all know that. Um, so it's, um, but anyway, I just, I do, I, I just, I feel blessed every day to be able to really truly do. I feel like this is like my calling. I've, you know, um, truly believe in that. Um, and when I teach, I, 
really try to stress to my students. I mean, you know, anyone that's first taking yoga, they don't understand all this, but when you've been practicing for a while is, and you might've heard me say this, is cultivating that feeling. Like how, what yoga means to you when you step to your mat. If you can close your eyes and move how you want to move when you, when that music turns on or whether you're practicing in silence, whether you're practicing by the water or by the ocean, um, wherever you are, how do you want to move? And you literally can get lost in your practice. And when every music, when that music comes on, it's like you get this energy. When a different song comes on, when it's slower, it's like you have a whole other different energy. And, you know, and when I teach, I never know what I'm going to pull off my head. I don't have anything written down. It, like, I mean, I mean, I might have like an idea, well, I really, really want to work on this step, but it's all been for me is a feeling. Um, so, and with my students, I want them to constantly embody that is sometimes it's easy for some people to take an outer shape to something, you know, like if you're always flexible or you're a gymnast, if I'm like, for example, like we did say dancers poops or, you know, an astrosana coming up, bringing the leg all the way out, you know, up and lifting. If you took a gymnast coming in here, they can do it like that, right? Easy for them. But if you close your eyes and do it and you know when you send the you know press down lift the leg up higher that feeling is what you want inside mm, that's what right. you want to feel and it doesn't matter if the leg's low doesn't matter if the leg's high what do you feel when you're when you're doing that right do you feel that energy moving every way like yoga isn't two-dimensional a lift or a pull or a push or a pull it's rooting, lifting, reaching, going one side to the other side. I mean, you are literally working internally as much as working externally. I mean, we see what's going on outside, but but no one else sees what's going on inside. You only feel that. Mm. So that's, that's true. important. There's a little bit of uh, science behind that. Mm-hmm. So you have like prana, mm-hmm. like your life force, which you're taking in. And I believe that's going down, mm-hmm. and then your apana, which is going that's up. going upright. Yes, yes. So you got those two that's together, so and then I'm thinking, like you said, you're going all which mm-hmm. ways. So like your chakras, like right. on your spine, they're mm-hmm. spinning around. Yep, it's very science based, yes. right? And yeah. I love that part of it. But going back to like the very very beginning, where like you said you're a dancer, right? So like this always goes in my head, like so, what is that science and that like that art of yoga? Right. So there's, um, and this is, and why I love, so for example, the hat with the dance and all that. So how I started my fluidity class, for example, which I love teaching. And can you explain um, what that is? Yes. Yeah. So fluidity, fluidity, I want people, my students to feel as if they are moving like water. Um, you quoted the thing on Bruce Lee tonight, which I love, mm-hmm. um, is that when water takes when you pour water into a cup, it takes the shape of the cup. When you pour water into a vase, shape of the vase. So just like us, we have to form, right, to different situations that we might not like, that are challenging, but how can we rise above that? So in fluidity, when you're moving, and I compare it to the ocean because I love the ocean, love the water, um, that ocean, there's days as oceans, like, 
mad. I call it mad ocean, you know, <laughs> mad ocean, mad ocean. Um, angry be, ocean. That can be right? taken on so like many a storm, right? Like a storm, so many levels. Storm, you know, storms coming. The waves are getting bigger. It's you know. Yeah. Then it's there's days where the ocean is just calm as anything, and then there's days where it just ripples. And when you move, I always say, you know, you're when you when you um, when you're building, building, especially like in in downward facing dog, rippling the body into plank pose, it's like a wave, right, moving forward. And then once you get there, it takes you back into the sea, right? Like you create like that wave. So um, fluidity is always moving, even when you're still, like right. a lake. That's the water's still still moving when you when you have trees that's a still day the trees are are still moving in the air so when you're holding in warrior two warrior one your arms not just your fingers but like underneath every muscle's working right so you're always moving and when you practice we're practicing fast like a vinyasa really fast using that breath our breath gets stronger louder but then we go slower and really come to our fullest extension. And you're, you are completely drenched after the class, all through through you, working 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, I actually remember um, your class last you year. You fluidity? Where yeah. It might have been fluidity. It might have been hot either. Um, where we, uh, you had the whole class from the front side of the room to the back side. Oh, yeah. We did the wave, the wave. the ocean. Yes. Between down dog, down dog and plank. So you would... And going back to community, you kind of get the energy of the mm-hmm. space, and we go, we would go back and forth between yes. down dog and plank. Yes, as a wave, as a wave, the ocean. and um, which I've used a couple. I times love in my that. Classes, I know, isn't that so? It's cool though. Isn't it? I think yeah. it's a cool, like, just that wave, like the wave of life, you know. Um, and it, and I know. I mean, I'm sure you know a lot. I mean. I mean, I say this in class a lot, and I've heard it before, and, you know, I don't always, I mean, it might sound cliche, but it's, you know, it's how, like, you react to certain situations. I mean, you know, life throws us always curveballs. I mean, nothing's perfect. I mean, even if you think something's perfect, or if you think someone's perfect, they've had or, 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 or had their shares of some kind of difficulty in life, you know, but... When you rise above something or anything, um, you know, it's all from, like, your attitude, you, you know, and how you um, can pull through something and how you can show others that, you know what, like, life goes on or, um, you know, you could, you know, you could pull through this or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so yoga, I feel like, allows us to be able to move that way and to, um, create a piece of art almost. So when you ask me about how does dance and yoga, I know I'm going on and on, but when I look at my mat, every time I step my foot onto my mat, I look at it as a blank slate, right? Like I can create anything on this mat that I want with that feeling. And when I step on and I lead the class, you know, and you start slow and then you build and then like you connect everything together, you know, it's just, it's like, it's like putting a paintbrush onto a canvas, canvas. blank canvas, and you design it. And every song that comes on, it's like, 
I mean, like a certain song comes on, for example, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have this feeling with it. And then I feel like that, that allows me to experience something completely new, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is yours. And then you get to share that. And then people hopefully, you know, with practice, with patience, with persistence, and this is what I try to um, instill in, in my in my students as a dancer, it was um, dedication, um, discipline, and determination. But with yoga, I say practice, patience, persistence. Um, and you can take it all different ways, but if you have the drive, if you have the why, finding your why, all of that, you can create something and allow your students to feel what you're feeling. Mm. And it's so cool when I stop and I watch and I see that they're doing these little things. I'm like, wow, like they're getting it. They're getting it, you know? And it's so much deeper than just standing and doing the posture, you know, with, with, with no feeling, with no... Um, with a blank look. I mean, you, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying a blank look, but you can, be a, you can be a blank look, but like feeling it, but there's a difference than just this or right. that. The it's like that. Right, the stiff warrior. The stiff warrior versus the, the powerful, engaged, enlightened um, warrior, you know? So. You definitely uh, see that and feel that in your classes. Oh, you know, even you in those um, still poses, like there's always think in your class there's like an exploration that you kind of go on and um you don't know where you're going to end up yeah. and you kind of move around um personal practice like i go back between like um very much the ancient yoga um science where like sometimes my practices are very much like i'm gonna do seven surya namaskar right. a's and you know seven surya namaskar b's and like you know, I think of that as very much like a science. Yeah. And some days I'm like, you know what, that blank slate, I'm going to roll up my mat and kind of like moving around how I'm feeling that right. day. What is uh, your personal practice like? My personal practice is definitely always the feeling. Um, <laughs> always. It's always that um, I, I never go into something and maybe this is it, and I'm discovering something. Um, I feel like a lot of my days, it's, like, routine, you know? Um, mm. Like, with schedules. I mean, like, you know, you know what to expect with your kids, where I'm taking them. I mean, I have to, as a business owner, I have to have everything, like, lined up, you know? Um, so, when I, when I go to my practice, I, whether I have music on or not, but especially when I play music, how I'm feeling that day, I'll put something on, and, um, and some of that, like not even having a certain playlist, it's just whatever's on Spotify. I let it like just roll with it. And then I, then I am like, Oh, I like that song or, you know, and I allow myself to feel, I'll close my eyes when I'm practicing. Um, and a lot of times I feel like I do close my eyes when I practice because I'm someplace else. And I know when I know like being present is where you are when you are practicing but I feel like closing my eyes, I'm seeing a whole different level of why I'm practicing, you know, and maybe that's more spiritual. Maybe that's more of my spiritual practice coming in. Um, I always picture too of, 
say I don't have sight, I always picture that person that is blind. Like if they practice, what are they feeling? Their, their, their senses on that must be so heightened. Just if someone doesn't hear, you know, or if someone doesn't taste or smell, um, everything else is probably heightened even more. So try once in a while closing your eyes, you know, I mean, your, your balance is going to be off. It's going to be different. Um, but it allows you to grow, to expand. I also like practicing, um, by the water right on the beach. Mm. I think it's great for handstanding, um, allowing the wind to kind of TP you going back and forth to kind yeah. of hold you there. Getting over that fear. Right. Getting over the fear. It's soft sand. It's by the ocean. It's powerful. Um, I really don't like practicing around a lot of people when I'm on the beach. I like being like by myself. Okay. Um, I don't mind if a couple people are walking by, but I don't like like an audience. I just, cause then I feel like, like that's what I don't like about, um, I like to literally be in my own world. I feel like when I'm right. practicing. Um, but yeah, it's either way I'm doing more either hip openers or, or extending something or just focusing on alignment even. Like I even like, like maybe that's the place where sometimes I do like will focus on just alignment like that day. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just really square my focus on this more, or, you know, really tune into this more. And that's where my focus is. Um, but I love that feeling of not knowing where I'm going to go mm. because everything else is so scheduled in my life, I feel like. Yoga is your yoga is like space. my yeah is like my freedom of whatever yeah you know in a way I think yoga is freedom so it is free I mean it is it's like and I I'm I also love when I have other you know obviously when I come to the studio practice when I go to um, when they come to the studio I love when they do things different and I encourage that I never want to feel somebody I never want to have I never want anyone to feel. Say I'm teaching to a certain. I always look at my audience too that day, like my students. I would say my audience, but who's yeah. are, are is today mostly beginners, or is today mostly advanced, or is today really in between? Are these my regulars, people of my summer that I really know where I'm going with them? Um, I look at that because then that'll change what I'm going to teach. You know, I might go in and say, "Hey, you know what? Today's definitely going to be a real slow, easy. This is my." But if but if say if those people don't show that I know. I'm going to take this whole other group into a whole other level then. Right. Because that's how you grow. So you it's know? your job, you're reading the energy. I'm reading the energy. And then showing. when somebody comes in, I'm like, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm teaching like it's going to be, you know, a little slower, easier. Feel free to do a vinyasa in between. Feel free to go into handstand if that's your practice. I want them to do that. I don't want people to say, oh, I don't want to do that because then people think I'm like, you know, showing off or no, 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 no. Right. I don't, I want you to feel comfortable being around me and, and the studio. And I want to make them feel home as if they're practicing by themselves or as if they're practicing, um, at their home studio. I never want anyone to have to feel like they have to step back unless they want to. Mm, um, and that's, and that's important if they want to slow down and hold a pose for a longer time, slow down. If, you know, because I mean, there are certain times where I'm like, oh my God, this feels so good. Like, I don't want to come out of this or I want to hold this longer or I want, and I love to see that happen in class because that means that they're tuning into their bodies, into their practice and not just going through it. 
Yeah. Like they're enjoying where they are. Well, you definitely do a good job at explaining that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the um, cues that you give mm-hmm. or just, like, again, your positivity, yeah. your vibes <laughs> where, you know, you kind of let the students um, explore, but they're they're doing practice and it's you, you know. And you had mentioned that you kind of, like, you flow with the class and you read that energy. Mm-hmm. So when you first started um, teaching yoga, what did your classes look like look like right because I know for me yeah like it was um uh a little bit of planning out mm-hmm. um, that was involved in right it. and for a few months I was actually kind of teaching like one specific school of right yoga. right and um it wasn't until like I just like broke out of it and now I'm the same as you as where I just I'm kind of like in the moment yes um in the beginning, when I was teaching, uh, it's in the very, very beginning, um, I was teaching mostly like a hot vinyasa. So I had it very, it was kind of like the same steps, but it was always a flow. Was this from your teacher training? Yeah, like a right. teacher training. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like hot yoga, but with mostly Bikram postures in it. Yeah, I mean, I know. you know what I'm saying? So... But it was a flow, but it wasn't exactly Bikram because like was this a sequence you? It was sort a sequence that I put together. Yes, I right. put together. It was like a so people knew like they were going to go through this and they knew what to expect. Bikram was like my first yoga class that I went to, and um, I think when I first, my first flow that I created it was kind of like that, where I had people moving around, but we started and we did like half moon, half moon, and then right? Chair go could, on. would go on. Yeah. So it was those same pot, which I liked, and I might, you know, I like dabbling in that too. It's a good structure. It's too. a very good structure thing. But then, I feel like after a while, and then through there, I was going, like, oh, and, and I kept changing it a little bit, kept changing it a little bit, kept changing it a little bit, like every, like I guess maybe like throughout. And they still know what to expect, but I'm like, guys, now we're going to be doing this kind of instead, this arm balance maybe instead, or, you know, instead of breaking, instead of keeping the arm up, we're going to open it up a little more to open up the heart. So it would start developing like that. And now I don't always want, I teach a certain sequence and my students know where they're going to go with that. Like, I'm like, okay, well now we're going to go into the sequence we've been working on, like, the, the flow when I call it, like, going, you know. And and they and now through classes, like, they know that's what I mean, we're going to do that. And I still might even change that. It's the same thing, but I might, like, hold the leg out more or put the leg down or so there's always something changing. I never want them to get used to something permanent because I feel like they can always go back to that. Mm-hmm. They can always go back to... Like today, for example, remember when you said either bring the leg forward, open up the heart, or you can lift the leg. Right. Okay. Like so, your modification. Right. You your modification. You can always go back to your basic. If you want to continue, if you want to expand more, go for it. Color outside the lines. Mm. Like I, I, you know, it's, I know yoga has always been a certain structure, you know, um, Everything has to be, you know, square this. And I always start square this, line this, do that, do that. It's like so much that goes into it. But at the same time, everybody, everybody's built different. Everybody's different. So for me, sometimes opening up something a little bit more 
shifting back a little bit more in order in order to shift forward and open up more expands your body more you know sure. so breaking the rules yeah break break the rules like <laughs> i feel like like in anything in teaching and science you know it's like okay these scientists and you know we're studying all this stuff for example well if nobody thought of going a little bit further everything would still be the exact same way right. but somebody decided oh they discovered this so now it's not this way anymore now we can do it this way and then that person discovered something else and now we can do it this way so as yoga teachers, I feel like we have to have that strong foundation, right? Strong foundation. I call it the blocks, like stacking the blocks. Like it all goes back to stacking the blocks, right? You have that strong foundation, the basics. Once you have that strong foundation, those basics, and no matter how advanced you are, you always still have to come back to them. Always. And I think there's always a time where it's like, sometimes I like going to a class, for example, that goes back to the basics. And I even teach that, go back to your basics, Let's hold warrior one for like a few minutes and discover, you know, align your hips a little bit more or do this. Um, once you have that from there, you can go forward. It's like life, right? You start, you're in a home, you have those strong, you know, foundation that your parents taught you or parent taught you or whoever, grandparents, whatever your foundation is. And, you know, of course, any parent or, you know, um, guardian hopes that they maybe raised you a certain way that now you can spread your wings and fly, right? So from there, you can do all these different things, right? Expand your horizons. So as long as you have the basics from there, why not say, you know what? Try this. Go for that. If that's what it's calling you to do, open up your hand a little bit more, extend more, reach back to come forward. Like, why not do that? Right. Why do we have to conform always to a certain way, you know? And I think, like I said, it's still there. That's still that foundation. That's still what we have to do. But why Why can't we try something different too, you know? Because yeah. if it feels right in you, why not? Who, who's to say that's wrong, you yeah. know? In the, in the yoga industry now, in the, we have a lot of, like, different schools now. Right, yoga, right. right. And um, one thing that kind of hurts me was, like, the schools are not they can maybe be not so open-minded to a lot of their different things right do you mm -hmm. think it's a little bit of both like we need the basics yes right definitely but i mean you I mean, yeah like you studying in india i mean right there i mean i feel like you have like you have to have those basics because from there you can move on um and different people are, I mean, this is just my own philosophy. I mean, I'm just a small girl, I mean, a small hometown, you know, like here, um, allowing people to move in different ways, you know, and, um, remember, I don't have any mirrors here. No one has, no one's looking at anybody else. It's not, it's, it's, it's what you feel. It's what, it's what your, um how you want to feel how you want to move how you what yoga means to you what is your reasoning for stepping on your feet what is your why um so yeah there's many different people that have these you know different philosophies and different schools and you know i mean i hear all these different names for different things and mine is just i just feel like 
you like what embodies you when you practice like if you're mad that say you say you come into your, on your mat and you had a rough day right let that come out on your mat mm. you know what let it come out maybe your poses aren't going to be as fluid maybe they're going to be really strong and really like hitting or something or maybe you're going to be um maybe your practice is going to be powerful that day or as if you like were on this beautiful vacation that you just came back from, you know, like say, and you know, your practice might just be just so carefree and light and, and beautiful, you know, and, and that embodies you. But I, you know, it's like what you bring, you have to bring everything, you know, um, bring everything on your mat. Like bring your heart, bring your soul, bring your, bring your magic. What, why is your, what, what, is, what your practice does, I feel like reflects almost like who you are when you, when you get to that point, when you get to that point, not someone that's just started, you know, like they're like, wait, what, what's that term? Why am I holding in plank? Or, you know, they're experiencing something completely new for the first time. So for them, it's a whole new thing, you know? And then when you see that transition through each student, and I love that. I think that's like the best part about like being a teacher is seeing them progress, you know? Um, and I'll, of course I'll see Like, for example, say somebody's really practicing. I'm like, you know what, you know, try the studio. Like they're doing that. I'm like, I, I want people to fly. I want people to like go out and try different teachers. And, you know, yes, we all kind of like, I mean, even we gravitate towards someone because that's what, like what you like to practice. That's what you're used to or you're comfortable or they challenge you more. But I want people to expand. You know, I think that's that allows them to grow. I mean, I wouldn't be a good teacher if I just said, you can't go anywhere else. You have to stay with me or, you know, I mean, I, I hopefully I help them progress. But in order for anybody to be to be powerful and strong and um and grow, you have to like go to all different places and practice because then you find out just like I did what, how I want to teach, how I want my students to move, you know? And, um, and then when they practice, they'll take what I said, a little bit of this teacher, a little bit of that teacher, a little bit of that, and then mm. they apply it to them and then everything is, then I'm like, then even like I get ideas. I'm like, wow, that was really cool. I like that idea. And then I get inspired by them. Mm. And then it makes everything like, everything I just feel like um like that energy is it, it's contagious you know so um do you think there's ever a right or a wrong way in ever right or this is my best advice on that because that I was actually challenged with something like that believe it or not um going into like back bending and stuff um tucking under we always train tuck 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 even in dance tuck 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 you know instead of like lifting like basics um, basic right, stuff yeah. basic stuff that you were always taught i think you have to be open to trying it and if you've tried it and it doesn't work for you after you've tried it then it's just not right for you you know i've had tried something like going into a back row when I had a teacher um, and he was like, never tuck forward, never tuck forward. I'm like, what do you never tuck forward? We were taught we always have to like hinge forward. Always, 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 always. That's what happens, right? 
but he was teaching after a while, like keep rooting down, lift upper, root down, lift upper, soften the knees, draw the tailbone back, lift up, soften the knees, build your, like your thighs are burning. And I was like, wow, I was just sweating just doing that, like this whole thing. And it made everything else softer. No, I didn't go back as far, but it allowed me to go into different, to, to like a back bend a whole different way. It cultivated that it cu- different experience. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I want. That's what I want. I never, and, and even, and even the teacher said, he goes, listen, don't just take what I'm saying. Like, it's like gold. Like, don't mm. just say, okay, I'm going to conform to this because we've all seen people do that. Okay. Well, you know what? This is where I'm going. They say, do this. You have to do this. Da, 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 da. And this is how, I'm, this is how, this is the only way. No, 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 no. Like, you take these little things, you try them, you see if it, if it works for you, you know, because that's how they discover and that's how, why they're teaching because something didn't work for them. Yeah. So they're like studying, researching all this stuff for how it can apply to, in the long run, right? How not to injure, how not to hurt, how to, but once again, if it doesn't work, then don't do it. Like, it's that simple. And I even tell my students, listen, guys, if this, is, like, this doesn't feel right for you, don't do it. Don't do it. You're not, it's, it's you're, you, you know, it's not right for you at this time. I'm not saying it's not right for you ever, but at this time, it's not right, you know? And, um, and when you observe and when you notice that, um, your practice changes. It does. So, it's transformational. Right. It's very transformational. And that's what yoga is. I feel like it yokes all of that. Like, you know, your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit transforms you. It allows you to see things that you thought were never capable of. Um, and I always say, I hope, and I hope, you know, people feel this, that, you know, it allows you to see things um, more with a an open heart, you know, using yeah. your heart, that feeling. So... It's a great philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that we share in common, um, besides teaching yoga, mm-hmm. is um, we teach the little, the little people, yeah. the kids yoga. Kids yoga. So before I got here today, <laughs> you just finished a class. Yes. Um, so maybe a little bit okay. um, about talking about yoga, but um, I want to get into like the future of yoga, because um, more and more kids are practicing. Yes. And, uh, what do you, just your thoughts? What do you think is uh, next? Um, I hope that yoga. Um, gets more into the school system um and we see more of that a little bit you know here i mean in my own community um i try to do it before like the pack test it the pack test here mm. um the, the principals on standardized, standardized tests right. and it was in third grade so myself and um another friend michelle is amazing um we came in and we're just doing little things letting them like breathe and and teachers, you know, I think parents, I think what you don't know scares you, right? So parents think yoga, all they, who knows what they think, you know? I mean, today it's a little bit different. A lot of people know what yoga is, I mean, mostly. Um, but allowing them to stretch, allowing them to be to share that positivity. And that's so important. I always stress that in my little, my kids' class is, um, you know, share kind and positive thoughts to one another. Um, you know, if you think positive, you're going to receive that, you know, you're going to get there. But if you, um, 
think that you can't get something or you won't get something. Like I have a little girl today that was saying, you know, I can't do that or I'm never going to do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, we don't use that word. We can't, you know, we'll try, we'll try. Right. And she's like, yeah, we're going to try, you know, and then when she was getting something and the smile lights up, it's like that ability to, um, to have them breathe, to stretch. I mean, so much of their curriculum is, is at, is at their desk. There's, there's very few, I mean, gym, when I was little, it was a whole, it was a whole 40 minutes. Now they're lucky if they get 20, you know, really? even eating their lunch is so fast. I'm like, they, kids need that. They need that oxygen. They need the air. They need to move. I mean, you know, grownups can barely sit still sometimes, you know? So, um, and the little things we're doing with them is just, you know, like little, like little postures, you know, stretching the arms, twisting, um, you know, saying that they believe in themselves by like placing like on their, like say their desk, like their hand into forehead, like they believe or, um, um, saying that, you know, I can do this by reaching their arms up, taking these deep breaths, um, visualizing. Sometimes when you visualize, you see, right. And you might not see it but you see it in your head you know so that's important for kids um but I really do hope that it gets like I said more into the school system and by us teachers you know and allowing you know kids to share that um and to come in here and like I always say you know when you're when you're with another student or with, with your peers, you know, look at that person, say a kind word to that person. Because, you know, when you're in school, you never know what that child goes home to, ever. You don't know if they come from a positive family. You don't know if their parents are stressed out because of something, you know, if their parents are going, say, through a divorce, if they're, um, if the child does never receives a hug, you know, like, you don't know, but if you can be that person, that allows them to have a smile on their face, that allows them to be able to high five, that allows them to say a kind word to somebody and then, and then hear that, you know, somebody else said that to them. I mean, that's, that's all we can ask for, you know? And, um, so I hope it continues and I hope people, you know, keep spreading the word about, um, yoga and having their parents practice with them. And remember, it doesn't have to be all serious. It could be, you know, like what I do at home, like reaching your hands to your toes and having my child lay on the back. And I'm like, wow, that feels so good, you know, <laughs> or, you know, and they're like hanging on you, um, little things like that. So um, be playful. And there's a lot that us adults learn from children. And oh, 100%. I mean, I felt like I've learned, I've learned a lot of like hand standing moves from watching children, you know, because they're fearless. They just go for it. They don't think about it. So we say that a lot like mentally, but you mean that and anatomically Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. They're very limber. Very limber. And like the other, last week when we were working on, um, doing, and I called it donkey kicks for them. And, you know, I was like, guys, I'm like, okay, we're going to, we're going to, jump up, try to get your heels to your, to your, your tushy, right? Your butt. And I'm like, try to hold it up there, right? Like exhale on the way you come up. And they were just doing it. There wasn't even like a hesitation. There wasn't like, like when we teach adults, I mean, even when I was doing it, we think, we pause, 
people like how are we gonna move and i see i see like them like literally talking in their head mm. the kids they just do it without hesitation without reservation they just do it mm, no mind stuff there's no it's like it doesn't even exist yeah. There's not us. Like if we do it, we're gonna fall. We're gonna hurt something. We're gonna. You know, I mean, that's what goes on. At least in my head, sometimes. I mean, be honest, it, it does. <laughs> but with them, they just go for it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. So, like when we work on hands, I'm like, guys, just be a kid. Be a kid. We're against the wall. If you were a kid, how would you get your body up? That's how I start first. How how would you get your your legs up? With starting on the ground though, not reaching up, using our core. And then they're like, oh, well, that was kind of cool. Yeah, I just I looked at it a completely different way. So I was looking through the eyes of a child. You discover things in a whole new way. That is cool. So it's really, it's really, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would say try doing that. Try studying kids. Look at them at the beach. Now, that's the only time I like to practice with a group is when I'm like, come on, kids. I'm like, you know, my friend's kids, like, we want to practice handstands or, like, back bends. And the girls, they do gymnastics. Oh, you know, Mrs. Miss, they call Miss Suzanne. Miss Suzanne, yeah, you know, let's do it. And I'm like, show me how to do that because they show me. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You know, they're like they're like, go for it. You tell us to go for it. You go for it. And I'm like, yeah. okay. You know, so um, so with that, I'm like comfortable on the beach because I feel like okay, it's the kids, and then then there's me. You know, but um, but it's really cool. But looking, like I said, look through the eyes of a child, and everything's new. Everything's yeah. exciting, you know. My regular group of kids the, the school year this year, like, um, I got them to teach yoga. I got that's them awesome. The that's no, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, I sort of mentioned it to them in the middle of the year. I'm like, you know, guys, you, sun salutations and oh, stuff. You that's gotta, a great idea. You gotta really learn it because we do it every single class. That's a so great idea. Having the kids um, transition and now it's like, okay, now you teach us yoga. I love that and, idea. Um, yeah, it's cool. And oh, of course, you'll get. Um, those like future yoga teachers where you can like feel and like you get, I got chills like in some of the, uh, that is um, awesome classes. That is, that is really, really, really cool. Yeah. That class, um, before I came in today, what was the uh, age range? So age range, I did ages four to 10. Four to 10. And this is now I have one little boy who was younger, but his mom was there with him. Um, and I always, you know, once again, as the parents, if you want to, now if you know your four year old's going to be running around and not. And they don't go to a class. Say they're not even doing school yet or preschool. Mm -hmm. Then parents are kind of like, mm, you know, we know our child, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I always say if you feel like your child can stay and they've been in school and they've done this, and usually, like, they're, they're all good, you know. Honestly, the hardest part teaching is with your kid, your own kids there because I'm, I'm their mom too. Yeah. So I'm like, so every, or every time before class, I'm like, now girls... They're like, we know, Mom, you're the teacher, not just our mom. I'm like, that's right. I'm like, because how you, and I try, and I, you know, it's like, but I say how you act. If you're, like, running around or doing something, that's going to, then the class is going to get that vibe. And, and they're going to be like, well, if, if her kids are doing that, then we can do that, too. Mm. But I say, you know, you set the, you set the example. If you set the example, then they're going to feed off that. Right. Just like mommy tried to set an example for you, and daddy sets an example for you, and I say it's all about the make up the foundation. <laughs> but it's funny now. And now my older one, Kaya, she does not like doing sun salutations. Like she's like, "Mommy, do we have to do the sun salutations?" I'm like, "Yes." 
Now there's all different ways we do them. I try to you know make them a little more fun for the kids. Um, but and then I have like a couple the couple girls. I love doing the sun salutations. You know, I mean we bark like the downward facing dog, and we you know take up the sun, and we bring our hands down like the rain, so we make it more fun. Um, but you know. I say, you know, there, and I always tell, like, there's not everything that we like, but there's a reason why we do these. There's a reason, you know, and eventually it'll click. Yeah. And, you know, and now I think, and you know, I just think, you know, she just wants to do all the handstands and the fun things like that. And I'm like, but you have to, you have to work towards that part, right? You have to be able to, to deviate this, you know, so she, she gets it, you know, but I think, like I said, they all go through different stages, so... Yeah. I just always hope that one day, you know, um, being a, a mom and having two daughters, I always want them to look at me and be like, wow, you know, my mom did this, you know, or I want to have that positive influence on them um, and show them that, you know, if you like what you do, you know, I mean, we are fortunate enough to do this. Not everybody can do that. And I always say, if you mm -hmm. like what you do, you don't feel like you're working. You know, you're inspiring or helping. And I love it being able to help people. And I'm a people person, obviously. I mean, I love talking to people. Um, so helping them. Um, but I, I want them to see, you know, that you can do it all. You know, like, you, you know, you, you can do it all. So, um, you know, I just don't want to be a mom and be home. And, you know, I wanted to have something for me, like my, my life, you know, represents me and what my, and hopefully my kids will, will be able to follow and do this. I'm not saying they have to, yeah. I always say that, but I'm always like, Cove, my younger one who loves babies, who loves kids. I'm like, Cove, listen, when you're a little bit older, you can teach a mommy and me class. You can teach kids yoga. And she's like, really? I'm like, absolutely. Like, why not? Yeah, you can, you could probably teach mommy and me yoga now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know, and oh, she starts story. and she yeah. does, she starts, she gets all her baby dolls out and she practices and she's like, mommy, I still have, like, I'm going to run my class. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, in a couple of years, I'll, I'll be there with you, but you can run the show. And then it gives her like, wow, I can do this. You know, and then she's like gets excited about it. Future teacher. Future teacher, right? Yeah. You know, and and I said, but you know, you don't have to teach the way mommy taught. If there's something else that you want to add in, and then she has, you can use your singing. You can bring your ukulele in if you want to, and you know, she and do a that. Very cute video on your yeah, Instagram yeah, page. Yeah, I love that. I, think I saw, I saw that, that one. one. Like yeah. I said, you can add Cove's flavor to it. Yeah. You know, I'm like, because I don't play the ukulele like I mean not that she's like a like plays it but she plays it in her own way and she I love her voice and she's that little raspy voice and I go you you know you can bring your voice to it you know and, and add your own flavor to it you know mm -hmm. develop it as cove style not mommy style you know and it'll be more authentic so so I think she had it's like in her head like <laughs> she she really likes that idea so you know I hope hopefully they'll yeah I look we'll forward that. to seeing that too. I I'll know, I know. Yes, you will. Yeah. And that's so. the future yoga. So yeah. like, it's changing, it's evolving, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I agree with you as well. Where I'd like to see it in the 
curriculum of schools. I think there's um, I know. it's important. There's great benefit there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot for a minute. Okay. And ask you some um, questions, like really quick answers. Okay. Okay. Like, not even thinking about okay. it. Okay. So, um, first word, well, I think of you as a very positive person. Okay. So the first word that comes to your head, what the word positivity. The oh, first word when I think of positivity? Yeah. Um, Don't even think. Uh, um, I have to think, though. Because <laughs> there's so many things. Like, I like want to like elaborate on that. Um, first word positivity is um, sunshine. Sunshine. Sunshine, I guess. Um, asana. Asana. Um, postures. postures. Internal postures, I'd say. Mm. Yeah, internal postures. And um, do you have any morning rituals, um, something that you've done that you regularly do in the morning that um, you like to share? Morning rituals. Um, nothing, gosh, I really don't have a morning ritual. What's a typical morning for Suzanne? Typical morning for Suzanne, um, when I'm, gosh, it actually changed a little bit this summer. So, typical morning for me would be, my normal, I guess, would be getting up first on running <laughs> first in the morning before my family gets up um, on my day. Otherwise, some days my husband, he gets to up and paddle. So, right. And you remind me, that was another question right. I forgot. Like, besides yoga, I mean, you do a lot of cross-training yes. as well. Yes. So, um, so anyway, I took, I've taken off from running for a little bit because I'm going to be starting again doing a full marathon in Philly. So I kind of wanted a little break. Right but, um, but I'm getting, I've gotten back. I mean, I ran like five today, but that's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, but but still, but I'm not, I'm still running like during the week, maybe like once or twice versus five or six times, for example, and that's okay. I've actually been fine with that for a long time. I felt like I had to run every single day. Do you run on the before. beach too? I do once in a while around the beach, um, mm-hmm. boardwalk. Kind of today, I kind of wasn't going everywhere. It was just yeah. actually just I had no plan, which I like. Cool. Um, because usually I have a certain spot I always follow, like the same route, usually all the time. So, once again, routine instead of, um, so normally it would be up, like, getting up, either running, coming back, getting the kids together, um, for school, or in this camp in the morning, because I teach, um, coming to class and, um, making sure I'm a little OCD, um, so making sure everything's just, and my, and my students hear that, I'm like, oh, the shoes have to be here, like, space has to be clean on top, um, I always feel like everything has to have an order before I could practice. Because if everything's chaos, chaos, mm. then I feel like nothing will flow. But that's how life is, I feel like, too. So um, so that's typical morning. Um, and But nothing real, like, really, really, nothing real, I guess, with the kids, too. Nothing's real, like, set in stone, you know. Um I mean, besides getting up, you know, putting your clothes on, brushing your teeth, like, you know, eating breakfast, um, that kind of stuff. But everything's, you know, usually I like to have my house in order before I leave the house. Not, not that it's always like that all the time, mm-hmm. but, um, I guess I do like 
order in some degree. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I like. I guess when I was little, I guess my father probably always instilled in me. He's always like, Suzanne, if your room's always good and in order, everything else will fall into place. It all starts with your room. Yeah. That was what he always said. So the Sanskrit word uh, sukha means good space. Good space. Yeah. And that and I and because of that, as I, when I was getting older, even in like high school, I could not do my homework unless my room was just so. Yeah. But I remember everything had to be that I had to vacuum everything a certain way. Every Wednesday was my closet cleaning day for me. Nobody else told me to do this. It was me. <laughs> my hangers had to be all the same. They all had to be like an inch apart. All the clothes were color coordinated. My yeah. my sweaters had to be folded and like perfectly aligned. <laughs> so once I had kids, that helped me be like, well, the books aren't always going to be perfect because the kid, like the baby's going to like knock them over and that's okay. Like, that's okay, I would say to myself, you know, like, but, um, so maybe that's why when I practice yoga, I allow myself mm, to, to not, move. to move yeah. out, to, to, to color outside the lines. But yet it's very steady too. Um, mm-hmm. so my favorite yoga, one of my favorite yoga sutras is, uh, Stiri and Sukha. So, um, awesome. Yes. So like, I think of that with your practice, <laughs> with your personal practice and, um, it's very like steady, um, and it's very ease the suka part. Mm-hmm. So like you are very flexible and strong, and um, very graceful too yeah. at the same time. Um, so thank you for the, sharing. Thank that. you so much. Yeah. And that I remember that's all with practice too. Like that yeah. you know it's it's practice um, and having that that patience to. Um, to know when to go a little further, not push it. Yeah. You know, because you have to know that. I mean, there's some, there's some yogis that, for example, will come in and they want to get it right away. And that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Like it it just, it won't. And you'll hurt something, you know, so persistence with it too. Yeah. Persistence, practice. Well, I want people to, um, Go online right now and check out um, your videos and oh your Facebook gosh. and your website Aww. as well. And it's all Yoga with Suzanne. Yeah, Chu. Yoga Ginger with Suzanne Chu. Awesome. Yeah, Yoga Ginger with Suzanne Chu is my um, Instagram. And then Facebook is Yoga Ginger with Suzanne Chu again. Mm-hmm. Um, and website is www.yogaginger.com. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Ocean City, New Jersey. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. Thank you so much, Joe. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Thank you all very much for tuning in today to listen to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this awesome talk with Suzanne as much as I did. Please rate and leave a review for Talking Yoga with Joe on the iTunes store, as this helps out a lot with making this podcast more searchable for folks. Se siamo.